and welcome to the Halloween episode. I almost said whatever it takes, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Old habits are hard to kick, I understand. Right? Uh, in this podcast, we discuss the weird, spooky, uh, non-canon-seeming uh, Halloween episodes of your youth. I am Kelsey. I am most certainly Sean. Yes. Um, and today we are talking about one of my personal favorite shows, My So-Called Life. Um, the episode is Halloween. It is season one, episode nine, because there's only one season of My So-Called Life, and I think that is a fucking crime. I wanted to ask you about that, because I had a feeling that it was one of those uh, depressingly one-season shows, which is also easy, because it means I'll actually finish it, which is nice, but that, that is that is sad, because I heard about this show so much growing up. Like every every Kelsey I knew was was watching it, <laughs> but fair. I never saw it Super until fair. the other day. It is, oh man, it, it's such a bummer. I'm like, I watched it not when it originally aired because I think I was too young, but I watched it uh, when it, I believe it re-aired either on, I want to say on the N. Sounds about, about right. right. Yeah, While, it does. In my like watching Degrassi days, and I was like, well, oh my god. The entire time I was watching shows, I was like, this is the most Kelsey show. I could just so see you just sitting up, curled against the TV, enjoying every second of it. It just reeks of Kelsey. Right? It was good. It's good. I mean that, obviously, as a compliment to the show. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm like, I'm trying to find, I love to say what the date that it aired. Oh, here we go. Found it. It's not in the general Google. Uh, this aired October 27th, 1994. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, it's fresh off Kurt Cobain's death, clearly in it. Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and and now I'm seeing why I didn't watch this in real time, because I was a toddler. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too, because I knew you watched a lot growing up, but I also knew you were very, very small, as was I at the time, but you were, like, very, very little when it came out. I was three years old-ish. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little too moody for you at that point, I should hope. Yeah, no, this wasn't going to hit me until I was, like, at least 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to, like, just get right into it? I, it. I really want to hear all it's of your first It's a dense show. It it's is. a very dense show. I was thinking it would be, like, a 20-minute It was, like, a short film. It was, it was, a, there was a lot in there. It's a good fucking show. I'm, like, I'm really excited to hear all of your first opinions because we got to yeah. experience this with Buffy. And yes, I did. Oh, and I also, I want to quickly, I'll get it out of the way now. Uh, we, we received a tweet asking about my uh, update with Buffy. Oh, did we? And, yeah, yeah. And I forgot, like, so I was watching it a lot this time last year because it was seasonally appropriate. And then I kind of, I don't know, I must have gotten distracted and I fell off. Maybe I was just like too entrenched in Gilmore Girls at the time to focus. And I had tunnel vision at the moment. That's and fair. I kinda, and I kind of fell off of it. But the season is back. And I'm going to get right back on my Buffy horse because I was getting very, very into it. And then, I don't know, something happened and I fell off. But I'll be back. I'll be back. So I just want to reach out to our listener and let them know not to worry. I'll be buffing again. I look forward to that. I tend to fall off of Buffy like before the last two seasons or so. But It seems like a show you can kind of jump back in at at any time yeah. also. It's not like I'm going to forget what happened in the world is going to explode and I'm not going to know. I think I can pretty much keep up with what I saw last. Yes, 100%. Um, all right, so let's dive in because my uh, you might have to walk us through it because you watched it more recently than I did. Um, 
But I also have the memory of a drunken termite, so we'll see how well that goes. But we're doing great. Well, we start yeah. off in the kitchen, and I love Angela's outfit, and I love all of the outfits forever because I, I believe I said this last season, but I fully dress like the cool teenagers of my youth. So all of these looks are a vibe. Oh, they're fucking great. I had a friend, I told you, I had a friend who, like, my main knowledge of this show before watching it was a friend of mine who, um, I don't forever, would oft brag about how much she looked like, uh, what's her name, Angela, main character? Sorry, I'm Angela, yeah. Angela, yeah. Often said she looked like her. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I don't know this show, but now I see it, I'm like, okay, I see it. The girl's not lying. She kind of does look like her. I mean, weird specific brag, but like respect for looking like 1994 Claire Danes, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, so they're making jack o' lanterns, right? Just like to let us know right off the get go that this is a Halloween episode. They're in the kitchen, they're carving jack o' lanterns. They're talking about what they're going to be for Halloween. Angela's going to be nothing because she's too cool yeah, to do a Halloween costume. And there's an intense internal monologue that made me so happy. I'm not a girl. Just like, I want to be somebody else, but I'm not. <laughs> it was this very intense, heavy-handed inner monologue if she wanted to dress up for Halloween or not. And I did not envy her for having to go through this with every decision she makes. Angela is like the queen of angst. She is it's all great. of us in like anywhere between seventh grade and freshman year i feel like <laughs> it's fucking great it is so relatable i grew up with all these people and it made me feel very comfortable uh and then we get the intro of the little sister whose name escapes me at the moment and she was originally going to be catwoman but sharon is catwoman so she can't do it because sharon is like developed and yeah, i quote to be fair you don't want to go up with a catwoman costume about somebody again somebody who is quote unquote like developed that is a uh, that's that's rough yeah, I mean, but also like when I when she first said that line, I was like, I feel like Sharon is like three years older than her, and I was correct. I was remembering who Sharon was correctly, and she is that like girl that was like friends with Angela and showed up at the house, and she oh. wasn't dressed like Catwoman. She was dressed like a cat who was yeah, also it a said woman. Her clear line was, "I'm a cat. Deal with it. Not a Catwoman, just a cat." I didn't know that was Sharon, so I thought this was just a you know an un unknown girl from uh, this girl's grade that she was against and to be fair you cannot expect to be as developed as this other girl who claimed seems to be about 17 and the sister seems to be about nine exactly i'm like that doesn't seem like fair at all um and then i think the parents offer like why don't you why aren't you madonna and she's like madonna peaked i'm like Oh, she's going to come back. Don't worry. <laughs> you just sit tight. She'll be coming right back around any minute now. You know, give her, truthfully, like, just like give her less than 10 years and she'll put out a really bad cover of, um, uh, what is it, American Pie? Is that the name of the song? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember <laughs> those absolutely. days? I, I do remember those days. You jogged my memory there. Uh, the mom gets this phone call uh, about this business venture that I'm not kept abreast with. Apparently, it was a uh, the father and mother were in on this business together, and the father left the business, and she's got this new intern who sucks. And all I can think is, this mom talks on the phone the exact same way I do when I'm pretending to talk on the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really bland business terms. Like, yeah, okay, no, it should be coming down the pipeline. Right. Okay. I'm on it. It was like one of those phone calls that I often pretend to make when I'm in awkward situations. 
I mean, that, I have never once, I don't think, made an awkward phone call. Oh, no, I did to get out of a date one time. But it was a real phone call. It was you know just what? like me faking a conversation with a roommate on the other line. If I go into a store and they don't have anything I want, I feel really bad. Like, like it's my fault that they don't have anything that I would like to purchase. <laughs> so I'll, like, fake an important business call and be like, oh, excuse me, I gotta take this and walk out. I do it all the time. Oh, man. It just makes me think of, like, this was such a trope in the 90s of, like, the high-powered businesswoman always yeah. on the phone. Like, we had it with Daria's mom. We had it with Angelica's mom. Angelica's mom, mom yeah. Yep. That was a big one. Yeah, like, the, the power suit cell phone toting corporate mom is a was a huge trope in the 90s and i respect it let's bring it back yeah they're out there now yeah um also there's this running bit that i really enjoyed where uh the mom keeps offering each daughter her flapper dress for a halloween costume and every single one of them is like i hate the flapper dress i'm not gonna wear that and later on, the parents can't decide what costumes they're going to wear for, our, like, a friend obligation Halloween party. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. And the husband's like, well, why don't you wear the flapper dress? And she's like, oh, I hate the flapper dress. <laughs> like, why don't I we said. throw this dress away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lose the flapper dress. Also, what is this fucking sisterhood of the traveling flapper dress? This shit fits everybody. You've got, like, a 10-year-old, a teenager, and a mom. This flapper dress ain't fitting everybody. Oh, no. It could totally happen because flapper dresses are, like, they're not, like, fitted. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It's okay. Kind of, it's like a trendy bag it could that go you in wear the, over it, your body. Oh, that's right. It could still just go in the trash or perhaps to Goodwill. Yeah, just donate it. It's fine. Bring it to the Halloween store in exchange for the weird handkerchief that you kept. Exactly. I feel like a lot about that weird Halloween store that that woman fucking great. I got a lot of opinions on the weird Halloween store. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. Okay. So now we're in school. Somebody has this costume, and it's just like this huge fucking goblin head, and it is unfucking believable. It's the kind of costume you wouldn't be allowed to wear in school when I was in high school, because, you know, that was post-9-11, where everything was conceived as a threat, so if you had a mask on, like, you'd get in trouble in my day. But this fucking goblin head was probably, like, it was like the size of my bedroom that this dude was just walking around in super casually, and I thought it was really cool. I was always, like mostly embarrassed about wearing Halloween costumes to school. I think I did it like once without shame and every any other time that I did it like I would take my costume off halfway through the day. Yeah. You know, I desperately craved attention so uh, any chance to stand out and look ridiculous I just dove right in at first. I like constantly flip flop between like look at me and like I don't want to be perceived. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. It, uh, for me, growing up, I just wanted everyone's attention constantly. I needed the laughs. I needed the looks. And, you know, now I just I want to be left alone. <laughs> now I just want to be alone. That's what happens when you hit your 30s. It's like, please Yeah, it is. Me. I'm kind of loving it. Alone forever. <laughs> not going to lie. But, so this teacher is great. She's just as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she, she has, like, a fun lesson plan. She's like, it's Halloween. We're reading scary shit. Like, she's cool. I love that because I, I don't think I mean I feel like English teachers did that in high school that's definitely a thing because English teachers are cool and I stand by that um, but like you know I feel like every class should be Halloween themed I, you have never said anything more true to right. my heart and to this podcast like, all classes should be Halloween themed yeah. like sometimes you'd get like a fun like 
history or science, but if you were just like keeping up with like regular fucking like algebra, I'm like, can't we like do something fun about this? Yeah, like Dracula has four spiders. Come on, work with it. We can figure like, something let's out. Let's do this. You know? We can do it. Yeah. Come um, to us if you need a you know class schedule. We've got you covered. Yeah. Um, and then we get one of my favorite lines because Jordan Catalano, who famously cannot read, is not in his English class. Um, he's my favorite character, by the way. I have a lot to say about this dude. He's the best. But this is my favorite line. So he's not in class, and the teacher is like, does anybody know Jordan Catalano? And then we get, like, Angela's internal monologue, and she's like, does anybody know Jordan Catalano? And I'm like, oh, my God. That question, like got to me which fucking killed me it's <laughs> so was... good she's like does anybody know him like yeah no that's true nobody knows him nobody knows him it's great does anybody it's... know anybody like everything is so moody and oh and everyone's just constantly pontificating it's fucking great yeah but especially jordan catalano who is like notoriously mysterious i heard i heard they shared a bad kiss is all i know about him at and this a point. good one and a good one? Okay, well, yeah. I didn't get to the good one yet. I'm looking forward to that. No, they had a good one before this, too. They had a bad okay. one and a good one. Okay, all right. I'll have, to, I'll have to do some further research on the matter. you you got to watch the show. It won't hey, take oh, you I'm gonna, long. I'm gonna. Um, but yeah, so the, she's like, I guess I do. And the teacher's like, tell him if he doesn't show up, I'm going to have him kicked out of school. Which, like, Harsh. It's only, it's only the end of October. Like I've definitely had people that had, like had friends who skipped enough classes that like, at this point in the year, like it was like sketchy. But like I don't think we're at skipping class Expelling. levels of expulsion. You know. Yeah, and but I will say this, and uh, I don't know this at this point, but I learned later that I don't think that uh, education is right for this young man. I just. <laughs> I simply think he's too stupid. And I, he has other qualities. He has other qualities. He seems very nice, but I do not believe. I think he should just, like, you know, learn a trade or something. I, like, I don't even think he can handle learning a trade, honestly. No, I think Jordan Catalano needs to, like, go try to be a model. Okay, okay, yeah. He needs He needs some... Yeah, he, he's just not He's not a very bright young man. He, he's a special kind of moody and stupid. And he I, needs to get, like, he needs to get an agent who's going to do all of the work for him, and he needs to just, like, be. Yeah, he's show so pretty. up and smile. He needs he's to be so pretty, and, like, he can be so moody. Like, he, he would be a great model in the 90s. Just, yeah. like, go live your truth, you know? Don't yeah, don't I, work too hard because you're yeah, pretty I dumb. Don't, I don't I don't see that happening. I'm like, is this the actor? Is the actor bad or is the actor fucking brilliant at portraying this very daft young man? Well, it's Jared Leto, so you tell me. That's true. That's true. I always I have a very hard time recognizing stars, and that is one I know. But I see him as a kid, and it completely fucking I, that completely went over my head until you said it. Honestly, I think this is his best role. Okay. So I stand by that. So this and like, I don't know, maybe Requiem for a Dream, but like Jordan Catalano is just peak. <laughs> He's the best. And I think we're in the bathroom, right? We're in the girls' bathroom, and like it's the most girls' bathroom. Things are going down. They're stuffing their bras. They're getting ready. They're having a ball. Oh yeah. Um. And Regan bought brought Angela a costume. Um. And we are starting to learn the lore of Nikki Driscoll, which, I like, love. I love a high school urban legend. There's yeah. always, there's at least one. 
and they, she has this book, right? She has a textbook that used to belong to the now-deceased Nikki Driscoll. And they tell this whole story about how he fell from the rafters and landed on a spiked heel. I'm like, spiked heels were not a thing in 1963 to my uh, knowledge, but a public school reusing the same book for three decades most certainly is a fucking thing, so it would make perfect sense that she still has this textbook. 100%. Yeah, I don't know if, like, real, like, stiletto heels were a thing. Maybe they were. Yeah, like, 1963 is, like, is before, like, the mod era or the psychedelic era, it was still kind of like, this is a little past the 50s. It was like acoustic Dylan era of the 60s. I don't know what heels were in yet, but what the fuck do I know about fashion? I couldn't, didn't even know what a flapper dress looked like. You guys know that. I, it, he could have fallen on so many things. The thing is, he definitely fell. There are many versions of the story as there are with, you know, any high school urban legend or any urban legend, but he died around Halloween around the time of this dance and there was some sort of like heartbreak scenario and he was like a greaser type of guy even though i think it's too late to be a greaser it's on that cusp it's in that in between time like when the 50s were not the 60s quite just yet like only a few people were smoking weed there's only a few decent new bands like it was that weird in between time that 62 63 the vietnam war just kind of started recently yeah um, we are not history people, by the way, so please don't please don't add us about any of this information that we're sharing with you. We are also stupid. We are hey, not I knew, Jordan Catalano I knew when stupid. Kennedy died, I was proud of that when I watched it. There you go. Like, you know, we're n- we're not Jordan Catalano. We can read, but like we're pretty dumb. We're medium. We're average. We're average <laughs> intelligence. That's why we do this podcast. Um, Let's see. So, yeah. And then we find out that Angela's costume was, like, Rayanne's aunts, who, like, hooked up with Nikki Driscoll, which is, like, such a fun coincidence or something. Yeah, like, she rode on the back of his bike, and she pretended to be an older girl, and, you know, now, so she's wearing the outfit of a uh, mourning lover of the past. She was, like, 12 or something, which is, like, really upsetting to hear. Yeah. She was like, she was 12 when he was 16. I'm like, that's (laughs) gross. Yeah. Oh, those were the days, huh? (laughs) Different times. It was upsetting to hear. (laughs) Very, very. Oh, we had the the fucking costume store that I love. (laughs) Uh, No, not yet. We're still with Angela, because I'm I'm enjoying that Angela and Ricky are both, like, squares for Halloween. That's good. I love Ricky. I missed him. Um, He's wearing Brian's, like, football uniform or whatever, which I forgot that Brian played football. Um, I was surprised to hear that that young man played football, because he seemed like your your utility geek trope. Like, if there's anything nerdy, you call him in. Like, okay, rewire the security system, and then remember this math equation, and then beat this game of chess. Like, anything uh, perceived as nerdy, he seemed like the dude to call it for. He is, and I forgot that I, I, I mean, I guess with the show, it's like, whether you're a jock or a nerd, you're still not cool. Okay, so, which is true. Like, why not be a combo? Yeah, a good a good message from any show is just you're not cool, no matter what the fuck you do. Chances Pretty are much. you're kind of a dork. Pretty much. Um, and she does find like a, a ticket to the Halloween dance in her pocket. It's like this whole moment. Um, and then we are at the costume store, and um, the mom and dad go in, and the first thing out of the uh, lady's mouth is please don't tell me you want Power Rangers everyone's out of those 
God, do I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. Just Me too. dying for a Power Rangers costume. And then there's so many levels of tacky Power Rangers costumes. And there would be like one left, and it was like, you know, a paper mask you could put on, and they were just trash. And my mom would never let me buy store-bought costumes anyway. She found them to be just like overpriced and tacky, and she was kind of crafty, so she'd make my own. But I just remember like throwing a fit because I couldn't be a fucking Power Ranger like every other kid on Earth. (laughs) I just wanted to be one too. Understandable. I think my first like intro crush on a girl was the Pink Ranger. Rightfully so. Right, I remember one of my like vivid memories of a young person was like the day I didn't like Power Rangers anymore. Like I remember putting it on one day, and being like I don't think this is entertaining me. I, I I think I'm done, and I never watched it again. And like I just remember that moment of like innocence lost when Power Rangers no longer s- hit as hard. I was just gonna say a loss of innocence. <laughs> that was the end of it. Um, and then, so, they're like, we need a, no, the costumes are for us, like, we need something for us, and this woman, like, does not give a shit, and I love her, and they're like, like, they think she's wearing a costume, but this is just, like, her life. I want to run a weird, mystical Halloween shop so bad. I know, and there's so many opportunities to get seasonal Halloween store work, you know, you see those spirit Halloweens and shit pop up, but no, I'm not looking for corporate bullshit. I want a weird-ass, like, back door where you go in to get, like, magical weird costumes that make you see the past, or in this case, I guess, make people horny, I think. Yeah, like, there's nothing I want less than to work in a spirit Halloween, but, like, one of these, like... Are You Afraid of the Dark had one of these yeah. kind of things. And like that episode of Buffy that we watched had one of these yep. where it's like the shopkeeper is like all knowing. And it's like, this is what's going to work best for you and blah, blah, blah. But And I love I love this the idea that the person who has their head on their shoulders and knows the secrets of the universe is running a Halloween <laughs> store like can sell funny costumes. It's pretty cool. Like wearing big hoop earrings and just like... <laughs> dangly like jewelry and shit i'm, I'm all about her vibe um, and yeah and i also appreciated that so she gives them this like rapunzel outfit and a pirate which like those don't match up no they don't well if they came yesterday they could have had the bill and hillary costumes <laughs> which what a shame that they didn't get the bill and hillary costumes uh, truthfully yes because like they both pull that off. Honestly, I don't think they would have needed to go buy a costume. I think they could have just like put on those kind of clothes and been like, "We're Bill yeah. and Hillary," and people. Would he be could like, have like oh, held yeah. a saxophone or something. You yeah. know, they could have made it work. People would have just they were could have been like, "We're Bill and Hillary," and then be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like an inflatable saxophone is like yeah. great. <laughs> Wear a suit and like a power tie, and you know. The mom could have worn just like a pantsuit situation, done her hair a little different, and people have been like, "Oh yeah, Bill and Hillary." Bill and Hillary, there you go. Yeah, you don't really need the mask. Although the the classic, like every president has the funny mask, is a very good long going American Halloween tradition. It's like the the president caricature mask kind of never goes out of style. Honestly, I don't. Those don't make me think of Halloween. Those make me think of like bank crime. robberies in yeah. movies. Yeah, crime. Like they all come in with a Nixon mask or some shit as a classic. Yeah. My favorite is when they do that, and then they do the Nixon voice. Like, that's really fun. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a Nixon voice? <laughs> right? So, it's a fun impression. There's some good presidential impressions. Um, and then we are back with Angela, and she, like, she's walking up the stairs in the hallway, and she sees the ghost of Nikki Driscoll. Yeah. And this is our first, like, real proper ghost sighting, and it's very exciting. Yeah. 
then she goes to meet out our boy, who's just, you know, she's like, hey, you're going to get kicked out of school. And he's like, so, like, what if I do? What's school ever done for me? These adults, they don't understand me. Nobody understands me, essentially, yeah, is, is what he says. Basically. And he's like, he's rude to her. And he's like, what do you care anyway? And this is when I write, Jordan sucks, as per usual. I swear, oh, this kid is a special type of stupid and moody, which I'm standing by. Yeah. No, it's my Jordan, first meeting of him. Jordan really sucks. And it's also, like, I think I also, like, resent Jordan Catalano because I'm like, oh, man, I'd be in love with this guy in high school, too. Of course and that's you like, would. Of course <laughs> I would. I'm like, that's such a bummer. I always loved, like, moody and dumb. <laughs> Good for you. You know, just wear that badge proudly. Right? It changed as I got older. I was like, I want to date smart people. I'm like, honestly, dumb was probably just as good, if not better. Here's the thing. They have their ups and downs either way. You know, people are people. Sometimes dumb is easier. I mean, I used to be immediately attracted to simply just psychotic and mean. So, you know, that wasn't great either. Honestly, none of us are doing extremely <laughs> well. Up, we're doing straight up, now. Yeah, but straight up damaged was my thing. Actually, anything <laughs> breathing. A breathing woman was my thing, but if I had to be more particular. Just psychotic and mean. And going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Just constantly angry. Oh my god. Um... So yeah, Jordan sucks, and they leave on a low note, as per almost always. Um, and then we see, and then Rayanne shows up, and she organized a seance. And there's nothing like one of my biggest fears are you know overeager, uninformed young people deciding it's time to summon a spirit. That concerns me so much every time. Honestly, it's great. It's a great trope. It's fun. <laughs> they always fuck it up. It's it always has consequences. Although in this, not really. Yeah, and she's like, let's all meet at 9. Why 9? She's like, I don't know. It's witchy. Listen, there's a lot more witchier times than 9 o'clock. Yeah, but they're still in high school, so... That's true. 9 is is as witchy as they can get without getting in too much trouble, I suppose. They can't come out at the true witching hour, which everyone knows is 3 a.m. Yes, yeah. I still, when I wake up at 3 a.m., I'm like, oh, shit, do I really want to go to the bathroom now? Do I really want to let the dog out? What if I see a ghost? It's still in the back of my head. I try to make it a point to never stay up that late, mostly because I get tired early. I've got oh, I've, I've got I a dog that wants then. to go out. Yeah, I wake up then. I'm never up until three a.m. God forbid, no. You you have little dogs that have to pee in the middle of the night all the time. These bladders are not doing much. I gotta tell you. That's what happens with the tiny dogs? I know. Oh, don't I know it? My bladder is enough to deal with. I gotta deal with these too. <laughs> but, so they're gonna come to the school. They're summoning the spirit of Nikki Driscoll. 9 p.m. Fucking be there. Yeah. Um. And they're in the library during this like interaction scenario. And um, Angela is like looking through a yearbook from like the year that Nikki Driscoll died, and she finds his like memorial page. And Rand's like, he's just your type. And it's like, yeah course he is he was probably also dumb and beautiful and angsty yeah so it seems at least mm-hmm. and then yeah she pulls out a rolling stone it's like the rolling stone with kurt cobain's death on it and it's like oh wow this is really fresh this is a fresh wound right now yeah oh man this reminded me of i don't know why i have like such a vivid memory of this but like i had this i had this friend like in late middle school early high school 
and I like I remember we were like chatting on Aim or whatever and I was like what's going on and he's like oh you know I'm like I'm really depressed and I was like oh no like why and he's like oh you know Kurt and I was like is that like a guy that you've been talking to? Like what's going on? And he's like, no, it's like the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. And it wasn't even like a significant anniversary. It like, yeah. It was like the seventh. <laughs> it was like, it's cause like, what was it? It was like maybe like the nine year anniversary or something. I was like, maybe it was Just 10. Maybe it was a sure significant one, but I was still like, why do you give a shit? No. Well, he, what he wanted you to know was that music is his world and he's very sensitive, and he wanted you to know that. Oh, no, I don't think it, he was gay. He was not trying to impress me. This oh, was okay. just, like, his vibe. <laughs> he was just really sensitive, and music was his world. I was, I just, like, I, like, I had to laugh, because I was like, what? <laughs> like, know, I also Kurt. love Nirvana, and, like, I think Kurt Cobain is hot, but I'm not, like, mourning his death ten years no. later when we were, like, literal babies. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, you know, pop-culturally awake during when that happened it's not like i remember it it's not like you know it's not like i was listening to territorial pissings on the radio and got the news you know exactly like by the time i had gotten like properly into music most of the musicians i liked had been dead for a while so i was like yeah this is fine this very comfortable people being dead (laughs) that i that i appreciate truthfully i have more feelings about like people blaming Courtney Love for Kurt Cobain's death than I have about Kurt Cobain's actual death, well, and my that may be a controversial opinion, opinion. I like a lot of whole songs better than Nirvana songs, and I get a lot of shit for being like a big whole guy. Because I'm sorry, <laughs> say what you will, that band was fucking good. Whole is great. Celebrity whole Skin, whole. come on, awesome. amazing, great album. I have it on vinyl. Love it. I love Hole. I, I mean, I love Nirvana too. That's the thing. <laughs> I just like. I definitely have, like, way more feelings about sexism and women getting blamed for shit than I do yeah. about, like, famous men dying. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm, like, on, I, I'm on the same page there. Like, I have more feelings about people blaming Yoko Ono for breaking up the Beatles than the actual breaking up oh, of the Beatles. Me, big time. First off, I am of the belief that every band gets bad eventually, and Yoko Ono probably did the world a favor by not letting the Beatles ever get bad and it's not her fault john quit okay and if she's good enough for john she's good enough for me honestly if you listen to the white album and your thought is oh yoko ono broke up the beatles then you didn't fucking listen to the white album and you don't get the beatles because every single song was very clearly written by a different member yeah there was no cohesion yeah. Oh, no, the, 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 the problem is already there. And I'll say this. Fly, Yoko Ono's album, has some good fucking songs on it. Yes, all the, like, the chanty weird shit isn't great, but there are some good fucking songs on that album, and I'm glad we're both pro-Yoko on this podcast. <laughs> this is a pro-Yoko, pro-Courtney pro, pro pro Love <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and you can at us on Twitter yeah. about that. You can send us an email. We will fucking bite you. I will fucking die on uh, I'll die on the hill for Yoko and Courtney Love. I will send you so many deep dive podcasts you, your <laughs> head will spin. <laughs> so, Yoko and Courtney aside. <laughs> um, the mom's oh. on the phone. They're going to fire real- this guy Boyd. Real quick before this, we're still, I still want to, like, talk about the rain, Angela, because Rayanne is, like, still trying to convince Angela to 
do the seance like she's really not winning anyone over she also keeps bringing up a guy named like tino or something and if memory serves he is someone that is mentioned a lot and never seen throughout the show and i can't quite recall and i feel like we all had that sketchy friend that was just like around sometimes and pretty hard to like track down oh yeah uh, didn't show friend. face, but was like good to buy weed off of or something, you know. No, apparently, I'm going pumpkin picking with my friend like that from high school today. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Oh, not like, the pumpkin picking, but the scene, my friend. I mean, you know, the, the way things change once you <laughs> right? hit that third decade. Um, but yeah, Angela has the great line of, "I have enough trouble contacting living guys," and I'm like, "Yeah, because your type is Jordan fucking Catalano." <laughs> That's on you. If you went for what's his name, Brian, this brillo-headed blonde motherfucker, he would be answering you. Honestly, Brian is not deserving of her either. No, and I hate him, and I don't know why. He seems like a nice enough guy, and everybody hates him, and I just can't help but to agree. And I don't know why he seems like a nice enough kid. The thing with Brian is like. He's one of those people that's, like, just kind of, like, a tag-along and doesn't get the hint and, like, doesn't want to find his own friends. And I think that's what's bothersome about Brian. It's, like, there's nothing objectively wrong with Brian, but it's just that he's, like, trying to force himself into a thing that doesn't fit because he's obsessed with Angela. Yeah, okay. And he's also... That's what he was, Yeah, and he's also just got, like, creepy dude vibes. You know, like he's, he stares a little bit too long at the girls. He's a I little think, incelly. Like if this was right? a few years later, like he'd be posting some mean things on blogs about women, I think. Which is so, which is so ridiculous. And that, I mean, it's like, just like find your like niche or whatever, yeah. you know, like find the kind of girls that would be into you or like find the kind of friends that like, like the same shit that you like, like don't force yourself on other people who are like not feeling your vibe you know that's another lesson from us today that's like you know there's nothing wrong with like wanting to be friends with people that are like outside of your like purview although it's like hard in high school but like if you try to force yourself where you don't belong yeah of course you're gonna be like filled with rage and awkward horny feelings (laughs) all the time like Chances are you're going to be feeling that way anyway, as long as you're a human being, especially one in high school. So don't make it any harder on yourself. Seriously, hormones are already fucking you over, you know? Um, but yeah, and Brianne, like, fully, um, they run into Ricky, and Brianne is, like, forcing Ricky to join in, which is very much their dynamic. Poor Ricky, like, needs to, he, I think he does stand up for himself eventually, but she's like you're doing this and he's like I don't want to and she's like you're doing it anyway yeah. um, and then Ricky's talking to Brian and he like is just really not feeling this and it's it's he feels the same way about seances that I do about like Ouija boards and stuff nope. because he, he's just like talking to Brian he's like it's a terrible idea nope. and Brian's like because you don't believe in ghosts and he's like because I do yep. which like same it's why I don't fuck with Ouija boards there is n- they are not allowed in my home me neither. Uh, no, I, I, there's things I just, <laughs> very rarely do I put my fucking foot down and be like, no, this is my house and these are my rules. Go shit, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm no, no Ouija boards, no, no seances, none of that shit. I'm not bringing that shit into my house. <laughs> it's not happening. But yeah, that's why. I'm like, because I fucking believe in ghosts. And yeah, you know I, what? Maybe that makes me really stupid. And we've established that I'm like a little bit stupid. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm not listen. bringing fucking like demons and shit into my home. I'm already pretty sure it's haunted. I don't know. 
I do. I work in abandoned houses, and my girlfriend works in antiques. This the deck. The deck is stacked against us as far as hauntings go. I ain't making it any worse myself. That is true. That is an excellent point. Uh, me and my boyfriend, neither of us work in any sort of field that could be even remotely haunted, unless you're like haunted by the ghost of like Nickelodeon or something. Um, but I'm, my, my apartment is like over a hundred years old, so yeah. Oh, you're in. Yeah. You're fine. That's it. <laughs> it's all you need. You know, there there are bumps in the night, my friends. Oh, I don't doubt it. You see shit out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to go downstairs for a while. <laughs> Take the dog for a walk. I don't yeah. know. We're back in the the, the house now. Uh, the sister has decided to be Angela for Halloween. Classic little sister move. Be the big, be the big brother. Be the big sister. Does a great job. It's an excellent impression, really. Fantastic. And we get a phone call. The the B story is the um, mother is having a hard time firing this guy who sucks that she recently hired, and they're having this conversation. What if his kids need braces? And how many kids needed fucking braces and TV in the 90s? Because any medical emergency, like, to justify not firing somebody, it always came down to kids needing braces. Because they're so goddamn expensive. Apparently. Orthodontics, very expensive. Not well covered by insurance, is my understanding. Or at least not in the 90s. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it hasn't gotten much better. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Fucking braces, man. I had braces. It was not a cool time. Um, yeah, so she wants to fire her assistant, and the dad is offering to do it for her, and she's like, oh, I should do it myself. And I'm like, yes, you have to be, if you're going to be a high-powered businesswoman, you have to do, like, your shit for yourself. Yeah. Which I'm, which I'm glad. Don't let a man fight your battles. You got yeah. this. Especially because I don't know what happened before this, but it sounds like she fucking kicked him out of the company or he decided to leave. I'm not sure. But he's no longer with the him. company. All right, the so she vibe fired is her that husband. she fired him. So you're telling me she can fire her husband no problem but is having trouble firing uh, the man on the other side of the phone who keeps going to chiropractic uh, appointments instead of work? I mean, I don't know. I've never had to fire anyone. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, maybe some therapists, but, like, I usually just ghost them, which is very spooky of me. <laughs> yeah, you might get haunted by a therapist, and that, that sounds like a psychological horror to begin with. I just... Hard pass. Um, and this is when I write Mom is a Smoke Show, which she is. They're she getting really- ready in their costumes, and she looks great. Yeah, and they're... Okay, 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 I'm sorry. So, yeah, they're, like, getting ready. They don't even want to go to this fucking party. It's the party that every adult has on the Halloween docket that they don't want to go to. Usually it's my house, but we haven't done it for a few years. But they're just, they're being dragged to this. And then we're back at the school, and a school at night is one of the greatest creepy environments possible. Oh, no, it's not yet. It's not yet. Oh, no, It's, okay. um, share, so, um... The mom has told the youngest daughter that she has to, like, return a dish oh, to yeah. Sharon's parents or whatever, and she doesn't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Sharon shows up, and, like, she – I think you're going to like her. She's very sweet. Like, I like her a lot throughout this whole show. I, I, I like Sharon a lot, and uh, I was – She's not crazy. Like, you're going to prefer Rayanne. But... Well, yeah, no, because here's the thing. I, I've dated Rayanne before. I know exactly. this girl. <laughs> like, I know her very well. But, yeah. Uh, Sharon, I don't know quite as well, and she's she seems very to be very. Sweet. If you're nice to children, that that's good. <laughs> well, the thing with Sharon is like, while Angela's like 
this is like a big theme in the show while Angela's like forcing herself to grow up really fast because like that's what she feels is the right mm-hmm. move for her. Sharon is like really clinging to childhood, which is why she shows up to get this dish and she's like, I'm supposed to hang out with my boyfriend and then but she's like really wants to go trick or treating. So like she goes with the younger girl and I think it's yeah, really cute. I, I thought that was adorable and I wasn't sure what the re- relationship there was. Uh, but I was so, glad that happened. And yeah, I think she's actually my favorite in the game. Great. The his the history of her is like her uh, Sharon and Angela used to be best friends and then Angela was like I'm gonna be like a cool grown up now and I'm gonna start hanging out with Ryan oh, okay. and um, yeah and then Sharon like gets left out and it's uh, it's a real bummer but she's starting to like figure her shit out Good. I, I mean she is like developed after all it shouldn't be too hard <laughs> to figure out <laughs> it's all you need um, <laughs> it's a big boost up yeah and then we're at the school where, yeah. as per usual, Rayanne is drinking. I've never seen, like, a real person with a flask before. It seems very impractical. <laughs> You've never seen a person with a flask? No, because what the fuck are you doing? Like, why? Okay, why? There, there are plenty of uh, times when a flask is perfect. Because it, it fits into your pocket easier than, like, a bottle. You don't want to be, like, have a plastic, you know, a paper bag, like a hobo all the time. It's a little flask. It's just a little something. You can pour it into your coffee. It's good if you're, like, going camping or to an event where you're really not supposed to be drinking. It's well, great if you're a teenager and you feel cool drinking. So you're like, I have a flask. I stole it from my dad. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, I guess, if like, for some reason, like, in my head, I'm like, flask would be good if you're like going apple picking or something but like if you're trying to hide that you're drinking isn't it better to just go with like a water bottle yeah but i think the the, the vodka in a water bottle revolution was a few years after this yeah but, that is true but no, is no, a, flask is, a flask is a cool move and i think uh, if you just gave it a try once you'd enjoy it. not that i'm like walking around with a flask guys i don't want to give around the wrong impression i'm not a flask guy but i think i have about 12 in my house for some fucking reason or really? another like they were given to me as gifts or something throughout the years and every once in a while you find yourself like this is a good flask situation like maybe you're going to a bonfire on the beach or something and you know you bring a little flask honestly if you're not driving i say you should bring a pumpkin picking I think I just might. I'm going to bring my a wheat pen and a flask pumpkin picking. If I'm not driving. We don't know if we've discussed that yet. We're going to have to figure that out. All right. right, I'll Um, let you know how it goes. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, as as is a thing throughout the show, Rayanne is drinking and unruly. And I think it uh, surprises no one that I idolized Rayanne so much. In the days of watching this show, I was like, I want to be Rayanne. I was a little bit already Rayanne, and, and it did the, not help matters. <laughs> this just gave you the encouragement you needed to go full-blown yeah. Rayanne. Yeah, I was like, Angela's kind of lame. Sharon's pretty lame. Like, everyone is pretty lame, except for Ricky and Rayanne. And, like, in retrospect, I'm like, Rayanne, not a good role model. <laughs> no, not, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Like, no, this was, these were the girls I was drawn to. I used to hang out with them all the time. And I was a good kid for the most part. I did not have a flask when I was a kid. I didn't even drink in high school. But, really? nope, didn't drink until prom, actually. Uh, but, like, these people were just kind of objectively more fun to be around. So I kind of couldn't help myself but to be drawn I to have, them. I have, I have a vivid memory of a person that I was friends with who was, like, notoriously very fucked up and like non-functional like pulling me aside one day and being like I see a lot of you and every time you're drunk maybe we need to address this (laughs) and I was like 
I'm not getting an intervention from you. That's a real, like, that's, I took a real hard look in the mirror that day, and I was like, maybe Jeez. time to cool it. <laughs> and look at you now. You're fine. I'm very functional. Um... So, yeah, they're at the school, and every single person that shows up is like, what are you doing here to Brian? Because, again, he was not invited, and he's just, like, a hanger-on, and it's not – he could be having such a better life. Like, this is for his benefit. Yeah, go he meet up with your boys. Play things. fucking Dungeons and Dragons or some shit, you know? Or, that's like, a- hang out with the football players. Hang out with yeah. people that, like, want you around, because that's going to be brutal for your self-esteem, which is already fragile. Yeah. God, if only these people had us – Right? To lend an ear to. Um, and Tino bailed because we are never going to see him on the show, and that is the bit. Um, so Rayanne bullies everyone into breaking in because Rayanne just kind of bullies everyone into doing what she wants to do. That's my girl. She's the queen bee yeah. of this ragtag team. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, they end up breaking into like the AV club, like a vent in the AV club because they have a nerd with them. So obviously the AV club, uh, you know, the the uh, architecture of the AV room has to be well-known and defined by anybody in the AV club, which I'm not even convinced ever even existed in high school. I think it's just one of those things they throw in TV shows. Right? We had one in college, but it wasn't like a club. It was like a job. It, it was, was like, work-study. Yeah. You got paid. Yeah. It, I've like I've never been like known like, oh, he's an AV nerd. Or maybe, I mean, I was in video classes and shit, so maybe... Maybe it was me all along. I didn't know it. <laughs> Maybe we were the AV club. We're currently doing audio, so. Oh, holy shit! I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, AV club was the friends we found along the way. Um, <laughs> then we get another great Angela angst line because they break in, and Brian's like, "This is a bad idea." And he's like, you, you're really going to throw your life. That's the thing also with fucking Brian is that he like he follows Angela around because he's obsessed with her. But he also tells her like how bad all of her ideas are. I'm like, why do you think she doesn't want to hang out with you? You just like hang around like a parent who's like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You're throwing your life away. And she's like, at least I know I'm alive. <laughs> And the amount of kids that would find, like, every little trouble, think that any little bit of trouble that you could possibly get into will alter and change your life for the worst is just as many as kids who think that they don't feel alive when they're at the uh, emotional and physical peak of (laughs) sensation every minute. Like, how many high schools feel dead inside, yet everything is constantly going on? It's insane. Yeah, I I, I feel like I was... I wanted to be Rayanne, but I feel like I was definitely more of like an Angela trying to be a Rayanne <laughs> scenario. I was like a hybrid. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's it's called balance. <laughs> yeah, the nerd. It's thinks, called trying really hard. <laughs> and it thinks any kind of trouble will automatically just ruin your life. Like if you break into a school one night, congratulations, you're looking at a hard time in prison. You're not going to college. Your life you're gonna, is over. You're gonna be on the side of the road breaking rocks with a pickaxe by fucking junior year all right blah 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 at least i know i'm alive oh and then she sees the ghost again yeah and we get Uh, this back in time scene that looks so good i'm so so i'm so excited i can't wait but yeah so she sees this ghost and brian is checking out rayanne's legs and accidentally locks them in so rayanne and brian are gonna go figure out how to fix this scenario and 
and just like i'm gonna chase a ghost for a while and everyone's like all right cool fine she's like i gotta do something which is run around the school looking for ghosts and at this point ricky has fully bailed he's like i'm not breaking the school you guys are all idiots i can't believe i came out here bye because ricky is like the only good one on this whole show and for a group of kids who broke into a school to do a seance angela's being very cagey about the fact that she's seeing fucking ghosts like you think you let your homies know Right? Like, it already worked. We don't need to do it. I see ghosts everywhere. And this is, like, this is something that I love about this episode and the kind of episodes that we cover is that, like, this is not a ghost show. No. But, like, just for Halloween, Angela's uh, going to have a full-blown interaction <laughs> with a ghost. That's always, that, those are always our best. That's, like, a peak show when it just can affect the canon of the story and there's just straight-up supernatural shit happening. Yes. That's a perfect show, episode for the show. Uh, perfect episode because she also doesn't wake up at the end and be like it was all a dream which is huge I, i'm very happy about that. right i'm like patting myself on the back for this choice this, no this was a good choice <laughs> yeah this is uh, the exact point where i texted her said wow this show was picking up steam fast like this is like things it gets haunted quick and it goes wild yes <laughs> is this when she finds is this when she finds jared leto and he has my favorite speech of the show <laughs> Not yet. No, okay. this is, so Brian's trying to fix the security thing, and he accidentally turns the lights out, and they're like, ah, shit, and then we're back with Angela, who hears Blue Moon playing again, which is, like, yeah. the, the like, 50s song that plays throughout this whole thing, and I'm remembering an episode of Buffy that came out, I think, a, a little bit later, but there's, or, but I don't know, it's, like, season two or three, whichever season Angel, like, goes bad, um, but there's that um, episode of Buffy where it's like the 1950s teenager is having an affair with the teacher and he murders her and then it's like his ghost and her ghost are like on a loop like possessing people in the school who are murdering each other now. Anyway, yeah, I really need to start watching that show again. You just reminded me how fucking good it is. It's so fucking It's That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. But anyway, Blue Moon is the song that keeps playing, yeah. which leads me to believe that at this point in the 90s, that song was back in like public domain. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because, uh, you know, there's plenty of songs you could pick from that era, but yeah, that was used <laughs> twice and very closely, definitely. It, like, Not Blue Moon by the Marcells. That's a very different Blue Moon. There's a few Blue yeah. Moons. That was a big theme of the era. Yes. Um, I mean, also, it's like it's a good spooky song. That, Absolutely. Like, it's like haunting and beautiful and like reminiscent of the time. Um, so we have this whole back in time situation and Angela is like following the song and she see she's going into the gym and she sees it's all decorated for this like 1962 or whatever Halloween party. And then two girls walk past her. And this is when I say, is that 50s girl the friend from Sabrina? And then I did Google it as I was watching. And yes, it was Lindsay Sloan who played Valerie. Nice. Good catch. Thank you. You know, just just all the spooky uh, overlapping. <laughs> yeah, the gym looks great. Everyone looks great. I'm, I'm like, really enjoying the um, entire, like, the entire vision that we get is very spooky and it's a good atmosphere they built for this uh, 1962-1963 dance because they said it was the year before Kennedy was shot so I'm not sure exactly how far I think it was 63 probably yeah yeah. um and this is when Ricky who has left the group finds Jordan Catalano smoking under the bleachers because he sees that there's like some sort of ruckus going on and he's like I'm going to avoid this situation which is a great choice um 
And then he finds Jordan Catalano like smoking under the bleachers. This while is... his friends are like trashing the field or whatever. The scene blew this delivery blew my fucking mind. <laughs> this little speech he gave because he's talking about how you know. It's like he's over it. It's boring. It's the same thing every year. And he says, why do you do it? And this speech he fucking gives is like, what if something happened, but like it happened here and you were somewhere else and you weren't here when it happened, but it happened here and you missed it because you weren't here. You were somewhere else. Like, yo, we get it. You you didn't want to miss out if something cool happened. It was, yeah, this it is... was a long... It was so good. He just kept fucking talking in circles. Oh, it's the best. Listening to so Jordan, Jordan Catalano, like, try to have a thought is, just, like, just a dim, Just a dim, dim boy trying so hard to, ex- <laughs> to express an emotion. Oh, my God. Uh, but this is also when I wrote, Jordan invented FOMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could have just said that. He could have just been like, FOMO, shrug. (laughs) Soliloquy, like, but it happened, and you weren't here, but you could have been there. (laughs) And then you missed it. (laughs) It was fucking sweet. Oh, man. And Ricky's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool, got it. Talk to you later, dude. Uh, And then we're back in the gym, and with the, you know, one of the 50s girls can't remember if it was Valerie from Sabrina or not drops the rose and it's from Nikki and she's like I don't like him that way blah 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 for whatever reason yeah sure he's like too bad for me I don't know <laughs> cause he's moody and stupid it's not gonna work out <laughs> honestly great choice on like truly <laughs> we should all be so lucky as to be like maybe not the really angsty Dumb guy who doesn't care about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, okay, so we are back with the parents now, I believe, and they're about to go out for the party. Yeah, there was they're, also a Nikki sighting, but I don't think it was. A Nikki, yeah, it was like a, yeah, and they're getting ready, and then they end up just like getting super horny and like, making out. And usually, I hate an, an adult romance scene in a teen uh, show. It's just like, yo, fucking snooze fest. I don't care. You guys, this isn't the end of the world for you. You're a married couple. There's no intrigue here. But this was a fun adult romance scene in a teen show. It was show. great. It was Super really funny. funny. The doorbell keeps ringing, so they keep having to give candy to the kids. And at one point, they just like hand a child the entire bowl of candy. He <laughs> yeah. like pokes her with the sword, which is always a uh, charming euphemism. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great. The last scene is just like these legs are just straight up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so oh funny. my God. So funny. Plus, you know what? I like, I like seeing a married couple who's like still into it. You know? Yeah. And they've I, got, I think... they've got kids old enough to be in high school and they're like, no, we're still feeling each other. Especially when there's some tension here. Cause you know, there's this firing, there's a little, uh, uh, you know, power dynamic. Oh, I run the company, but I want him to do the firing. So things seem tense, and I feel like they haven't uh, enjoyed each other in a while. But thanks to the ghost, <laughs> the ghost costume lady, they were able to reconnect in their new cosplay fetish. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure was her plan all along for yeah. some reason. Yeah, no, I think like that's her thing. Is like she just like knows what magical horny costumes <laughs> grown-ups need to rekindle the passion. Seriously. Um, and then we're back with Rayanne and Brian, and Rayanne is scared of the dark, and he's like, why? And this is, like, a thing that I really like. Criminal Minds did this once, too, where someone's like, why are you scared of the dark? And the person, like, tells this, like, big traumatic story, and it's really horrible and scary, and then they're like, I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, I'm was... scared of the dark because it's fucking dark. Like, I don't know. There's no reason. It's the absence of light. Yeah, my, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, wow, this is... This this became one of those shows really quick, and like we're gonna get really emotional. And she's like, "No, fuck you, loser! Nothing happened. I was fine." Oh no, I wrote it down as she was saying. I was like, "Ryan telling a trauma story that is obviously false." <laughs> See, I didn't know her as well as you did. <laughs> she caught. She got me. It's it's a trope that's like happened on a couple shows that I've watched. <laughs> and I'm like, whenever it's like that wild out of nowhere, and it's about like something that's like very reasonable to just be like afraid of. I'm like, oh, this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> then, like Brian, like I don't know, he's like lingering on her, looking a little too long. She calls him out, like stop staring at me, you creep. And his excuse is so fucking bad. It's like, well, my hobby is photography, so I'm trained to notice stuff. It's the worst fucking excuse I've ever heard it's in terrible. my life. <laughs> Brian, this is why you can't hang. Yeah, sorry, I was staring at your bosom because I'm a photographer. It's like, no, you're a horny boy. There's a difference. You can oh be both, and the two aren't necessarily because of each other. Seriously. Um, and then we're with Nikki, who is talking to um, Angela. And honestly, he seems nice. Yeah. I take back everything I said. Like, Nikki seems like a nice guy. Like, Jordan is not nice. He is he is dumb and moody and, like, also not always nice. And Nikki long-winded. Nikki seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This kid seemed nice enough. He, you know, he probably just had a little rough one. He's maybe a little different than other kids. And he's probably just misunderstood. Yeah. Much like Yoko Ono and Courtney Love. Yeah. And, like, he was gonna, like, try harder for the girl and, like, be good. But the girl is like, you're too bad for me. And he's like, oh, now he's sad. So he's gonna help his friend, like, destroy the gym or something. And then he, like, echoes something that Jordan said and then something that Angela said. And he says, I can't get out of it because it's his friend which is yeah. what jordan said and he says at least i know i'm alive and i'm like every angsty teenager is the same throughout just desperately year. trying to feel alive when everything you're feeling is so overwhelming already right <laughs> it's a confusing time and, then, and it was in and 1963 it was in the 90s and it is now it is now um but now they, they do it with memes yeah that's um, true and then Angela echoes Brian where she says you threw your life away for no reason she's talking about his literal life like he's gonna die doing yeah. this dumb stunt and then stunt is like painting the fucking gym black right like something like that's that. a lot of work remember. for <laughs> they're gonna paint an entire school gymnasium overnight that's a lot of fucking work that's so much work I don't even I don't want to paint any room yeah. in my apartment and like it's probably just a cool look if you have like black walls and like you know the basketball court like it probably just looks like kind of cool like yeah. you know i'm sure the rival school whose team name was like the panthers already have has a gym that color it's no big deal oh man um let's see oh and then he disappears but the uh Oh, it's the next day. So he disappears. Everyone gets out alive, apparently. But it's... Oh, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember what happens? How Rayan and Brian up. are stuck in the room. And, like, Brian's on the phone with his mom. And Rayan is giving instructions on how to lie to parents like a fucking maestro. She, like, to everything this mom is saying, she's like, tell you wake the grandma up. Like, she's just, like, hitting him real quick on, like, how to lie to parents 101. And she does a brilliant job of it. That was the most I identified with Rayanne because 
I was really like I I was on a super tight leash in high school because I was getting into trouble like real real early and my parents were like none of this so I became really good at lying to parents and making up like elaborate ruses yeah it it was but then she speaks out too loud almost blows her cover but she pulled it off great yep um, and then they fall asleep, and they're woken up by the janitor, who Rayanne knows, obviously, because yeah. that is, like, her as a person. Um, and they wake up Angela, and the flower is still there. Yeah. So it wasn't all a dream. It was not all a dream, and thank you, writers, for that. I appreciate that more yeah. than you'll never know. <laughs> yeah. And then the little sister who I wrote down, her name is Danielle. I forgot. Um, she is quietly returning the flannel to Angela's room and she leaves her some candy and it's a really sweet moment yeah yeah and they also Sharon and her have this really nice little uh, conversation Danielle's like I hate my sister she's stupid and Sharon's like then why did you dress up as her and like that's all this girl needed to be like oh good point yeah it's very sweet I like I like all that stuff it's sad that Angela can't witness any of it but I don't think that she would appreciate it in the moment I yeah. think it's like a thing that just has to be like a private thing um, yeah but I think it's very sweet um and yeah and the the parents are still flirting over the Rapunzel thing yeah, and she asked the point she's like what is Rapunzel's thing she's like a princess like what the fuck is her deal like all like she's got long hair and she's in a tower is she like someone's daughter like what's her deal she's a princess right I don't remember I've se- I saw Tangled um, but I don't know how tangled. accurate it is to the fairy tale. Yeah, so like they bring up a good point. Like, what the fuck is Rapunzel's deal besides like being stuck in a tower and having long hair? I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, Ricky asks Rayanne how the school was, and she's like, "It was a waste of time," and that hurts Brian's feelings because they did kiss at some point. Yeah, yeah. They they had like, a weird moment, and then the next day, you know, she like ignores him. As they always do. Yep. Um, and then the parents are returning the costume. To which I say, do people still rent Halloween costumes? Was this ever a thing? I know it was a thing, but it's also fucking disgusting, <laughs> if you ask really me. Gross. Um, I had a friend who rented, like, a really elaborate gorilla costume once, and I remember him returning it. And it's, it's like, it's a big, sweaty ape costume. You can't tell me that's, like, you feel comfortable in that. But to buy it, it's probably, like, 400 bucks or something fucking well, ridiculous. Like, it's definitely, like, kind of gross, but if you, like, trust that they're really thoroughly washing it, like, renting costumes makes a lot more sense to me than buying. Like, yeah, I wish I, I could find a place that still did that. Because I, like, what the fuck do I, am I going to do with the Halloween costumes in my past? I still have a Velma wig. <laughs> like, what? I don't know have, what to do with this shit. We have chests filled with, you know, like, not just Halloween costumes of our past, but things people left at our house drunk so if you need anything for like like photo booth props like we're fucking covered because we have a little bit of everybody i've ever known's halloween costumes just they, they, someone always leaves something so like you know we'll have like hooves over here we'll have some devil horns there some angel wings a witch's hat like we've got it you need it we've got about six big funny froze of all different colors <laughs> like it it's just filling up our home Honestly, that sounds great, though. Like, if I had a house and not, like, a tiny one-bedroom apartment, like, that would be fine. But I'm like, this is just taking up space. What am I going to do with any of it? Oh, it's taking up too much space here Every year I'm something fucking different. So what am I keeping this shit for? 
this is weird. There's like a certain thing. There's like a type of person who is the same thing for Halloween almost every fucking year. And it's so strange. I, that person is either a genius or like so, so dull. And I don't know. Because I don't yeah. know that person. Yeah. But I'm like, true. I feel like maybe they're a secret genius. Could be secret genius. <laughs> yeah. Are they cooler than all of us? Probably. They might be more self certain. Or just, like, really sickeningly obsessed with this one idea of what they want to be. And Halloween comes along. It's the only time they can express it or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, the mom keeps the handkerchief and the dress is ripped. And the lady is like, oh, it happens every time with yeah. Rapunzel and the pirate. Even so, though those are mismatched costumes. So now we know not only are is renting Halloween costumes gross, but these are Halloween costumes rented out to people who are fucking in them, which is yeah. infinitely grosser. Way grosser. Um, and then we're with Angela and Jordan again, and Angela's like, fuck you, I'm gonna stand up to you, which I'm very proud of her, because she, like, she really likes him, because he's beautiful, and I get that. Jared Leto, 1994. Come on. But, like, stand up for yourself, girl. And she does. And she's like, you're being a dummy. It's stupid that you're just, like, deciding to fail out of school because you won't go to class. Especially since he's in the building. Yeah, that's another thing. Kids cut school to hang out at school just so people can see them cutting school. And like I said before, I don't think academia is right for this young man. I think he's just, no. frankly, too dumb. But he's there. He might as well show up to class. Like, if you're gonna... Like, I, I cut class a lot. But you know what I did? I left. Yeah. I didn't fucking hang around. I didn't want to be there. That's why I was cut in class. If I'm going to be in the school, I'm going to go to class. Because you weren't quite I'm as there. dumb as he was. No. But, like, <laughs> if I'm going to cut class, I'm like, I'm going to go to Wendy's. I don't know. Yeah. Wendy's or, or Taco Bell, respectively. Whatever whatever you're in the mood for. I mean, Taco Bell was a little bit too far, so I'm going oh, okay, to go to Wendy's. Oh, okay, yeah, Wendy's like, was a little bit too far from our high school, so, you know. Th- there you go. Switching <laughs> up. I get that. I get that. When I was older, I went to Taco Bell because I had a car, but... When it was like, you gotta walk. It's like, alright, I'll go to Wendy's. <laughs> they got a great chicken sandwich. I apologize for nothing. Ooh, oh, maybe I'll get Wendy's later. <laughs> Listen, I worked at a Wendy's for a year and a half when I was young, so I have uh, a respect for, for the industry. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and their chicken sandwich, especially. Great chicken sandwich. Uh, so Jordan shows up to class because Angela got through to him because yeah. he does like her even though he's like bad at feelings. Yeah. Um, so Angela's feeling proud of herself and she opens up her book and it belonged to Nikki Driscoll and the same flower that she has is now like one of those like dried up pressed flowers in a book. Yeah. And it was yeah. a good fucking episode and it's a it good was fucking a great show. Episode. It's a good fucking show. It's a great episode, but I am going to call bullshit because I have, like, pressed flowers in books before. And after 30 years, it's going to fucking disintegrate. Oh, especially at a fucking school where this book is passed around and stuff. It's it's not lasting. thing is long gone. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's the whole, it's the ghostliness. It's the the Halloween of it all. And I love it. We'll suspend disbelief on the I love it. Great episode. It really was. No, that was a good pick. I'm I'm impressed with that one. Great episode. Highly recommend. If you guys did not watch it before watching this, My So-Called Life is on Hulu. Fucking watch it. It's so good. Yeah. And I also love that other theme we're working with, with shows that we don't have to pay to watch, which has been really enjoyable as well. It's the best. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. mean Although we are gonna like Encounter one issue 
Yeah. Which is that we really want to watch an episode of Roseanne. Yeah. But it's on Peacock, and that's it. So we're, we're going to figure it out together. We'll figure it it's out. It's not th- going to be our next I actually one. Still, I think I have Peacock still. I think I didn't cancel yet. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. We'll figure, we'll figure out. I'll, I'll screen record it on my iPad and we it. No. We'll figure something out. Well, you can use my account. All right, we'll I'm figure like, it out. I'm trying to remember. Which which one were we going to watch of Roseanne? Oh, my God. I, I forgot. I forgot the one. But yeah. We'll do it. We'll do that next week. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out next week. But what yeah. are we going to watch next week so that people can, like... Can we do Pete and Pete next? Yes. We have, right. I was just Googling it. Okay, this uh, is we're my do... favorite childhood show. This is the, the surreal, beautiful world of the adventures of Pete and Pete. I'm really excited. So yes. we're going to do The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Season 2, Episode 5, Halloween-y. Um, I know that you can watch it on uh, I think that uh, got the Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, okay. Um, I don't know where else you can watch it. I think it. you can watch it for free on YouTube. Probably. I think so. It's because it's, it's in that era where they just kind of let things slide. But yeah, it's one of my favorite all-time programs. Uh, magical show. Magical. I'm very excited. Right. I will send you my Paramount Plus log. Okay, and, I, so and, and I'll, I'll send it. you Peacock. We'll make it work. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so that is it for us. You can follow us on Twitter at the Halloween app. You can email us the Halloween episode at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Keller Highwater. You can follow my dog on Instagram at Boomy the Boxkey. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. None of my things match up. I'm sorry. Cool. Follow me at Sean Peak Wiggly Instagram. I'll be there. He's around, you guys. I'm around. Do it. I'm around. All right. His account's private, but just request it. Listen, I, I am who I am. Right? <laughs> We're not showy. Um, I am. He's not. Anyway, thank you for listening and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.